Hi there, my name is Mubashra and this is Color Me PR Podcast. Join me for conversations with diverse women in communications who break the ceiling with what they can do. This podcast is all about being inspired and inspiring others. Welcome to our safe space. Hi, Angie. Thank you so much for joining me on Color Me PR podcast today. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you doing? I'm good, Mubashra. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just started fasting for Ramadan. So Ooh, exciting. I might sound a little bit low energy today, but I promise you mentally I'm there. <laughs> That's okay. I totally believe you. You're fine. You got this, girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Now, listeners, let me introduce you to our very special guest today. Angie the Varajan is a digital marketer with multiple years of experience in social media marketing. A communicator in her own right, Angie is a talented woman of color who understands the challenges of finding success despite racial and societal barriers. Angie, I'm truly excited to have you here today. And shout out to Lena Almeida for connecting us. I know she's the best. She, I just had one phone conversation with her and she's like, you know what? I need to connect you with Mubashra because I feel like you'd be just so perfect for her podcast. And I was like, what? I need to know about this podcast. I'm like a podcast junkie. Oh my goodness. And of course I binge listen to all the podcast episodes. So, so yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. And thank you so much. This is the part of the community building that I love that this podcast has brought on. So you often hear a lot about how the fields of marketing and communications are similar, but also different. And that's kind of why I wanted to have you on here today, because I think that it's essential for communicators to understand the marketing side of things as well. For sure. Uh, and how closely those two areas work with diversity, equity and inclusion. So I'd love to kind of start by learning how you came into your current role as a digital marketer? So like any good little brown girl, I listened to my parents. I had to go to university. That was the only option. I'm sure you can relate. You had to get an education of some kind. Otherwise, it was just not accepted, right? Yeah. So uh, I went to Ryerson, just like Lena. And, and me. Um, oh, you went to Ryerson oh too? God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> this is a party now. <laughs> yeah, so I went to Ryerson for their BCom program. So in like second year, that's when you kind of choose your major and all that stuff. And I literally mm -hmm. did not want to do anything. <laughs> None <laughs> of the majors really spoke to me. But the major that kind of resonated with me or I had some sort of interest in was marketing. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of HR, I minored in HR because I've always been kind of a creative person. I like sharing thoughts and ideas and kind of making those come into fruition. Yeah, it just seemed like a natural fit. My parents wanted me to go into accounting. That was not happening <laughs> at all it was a no no for me. Uh, so I stuck with marketing. And that was around the time where Facebook was really getting big, mm -hmm. really big mm -hmm. in terms of like ads and growing their pay to play kind of foundation that they really struck gold with now. Yeah. Uh, and Instagram was 
slowly becoming a thing. Twitter was a strong thing about when I was like in third year university. So I kind of grew up with like this social media rise, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as that was progressing, I kind of saw myself in that kind of role, like using social media to help brands to tell stories to, you know, showcase awareness for a brand. Yeah. And yeah, and just personally, for me, like I used social media in my own ways, like I was a makeup artist. So I used social media to promote myself. Um, I just always love sharing content and creating content. So it was just a natural fit for me, really. That's uh, that's really interesting because I feel like I also was really into these like social media platforms before they became valuable for business <laughs> and yeah. that kind of things. And so I, I still remember, you know, when I would have people saying like, oh, why are you so like addicted to your social media? And well, you know, now I make money off of it. So it wasn't such a bad yeah. idea after all. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you have to learn the ins and outs. And there was a point where actually I was completely off social media because it just became too much. Mm-hmm. But now I'm back and I'm trying to use whatever platforms I have to kind of do things like this and like share my story because I do find that social media can get very fake sometimes. Yeah. So I'm trying to be a part of the change for that. So that's where I'm at right now. You know, it's it's funny. I recently took a bit of a break from the podcast because I feel like I needed to just kind of rest and recuperate for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I was so back and forth about what I would share about that because I wanted to let people know, especially for people who expect episodes every two weeks that, you know, I'm taking a break. And um, I was really hesitant at first to say that I'm doing it because I literally am exhausted and need a break. But I just put it out there and I was really surprised at how supportive and understanding everyone was. And, you know, everyone was also just helping validate the fact that it's OK to feel like you need a break. Right. Yeah. You're setting your boundaries. You have every right to do that. Yeah. So as a South Asian woman and a woman of color, do you think that your upbringing and culture have in any way impacted the way that you function in professional spheres? 100%. But the funny thing is, I didn't realize how much it affected me until maybe I was in my late 20s. -hmm. I didn't realize how it affected me. As you probably know as well, getting a job in the communication slash marketing field is very difficult, right? You need some sort of in or you need to do unpaid internship qualifications, like you need that experience, but nobody's giving you the experience. So I had a really hard time just getting my foot in the door. So I was doing all these different kinds of jobs that really had nothing to do with marketing, but it was just so I could keep living. (laughs) And just as I continued in the working world, I did realize how my upbringing kind of affected the way I moved through this working world. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I can only speak for myself, of course, but... I feel like as a South Asian woman in my household, I was taught, you know, to respect your elders, respect your superiors, whatever. Yes. And also to ask permission. Yeah. I I don't feel like I ever had that. I wasn't ever really taught. And this is like no fault of my parents or nothing. This is just how they were raised, right? Young women are taught to be more obedient or to 
yeah, just to ask permission, we feel the need to just ask, okay, is it okay if I do this? Uh, What about this? Like, I didn't have that wherewithal to be like, oh, this is my idea, I'm going to run with this. So I did find in my working situations, I felt the need to ask, or to be asked to do something. Whereas someone from a different background that was a little bit more westernized, they might just say, hey, this is my idea, I'm going to do this and show you. Yeah. So perfect example was uh, when I was trying to like figure out what I wanted to do in the marketing world, I worked for a builder. And I just worked in their customer service department, and they knew that I had a interest in marketing. And so did this other girl. She was not South Asian, she was Italian. Mm -hmm. And even though they knew that I had this interest, and they had told me, okay, we're gonna get you to do some things uh, in marketing just to get your feet wet. I didn't see any opportunities, but then this other girl got the opportunities to showcase her work. So me being the good obedient South Asian girl, I thought, okay, this is racism, like, they're not giving me the opportunity that I so rightly deserved, I was here first. Yeah. But at the same time, we need to advocate for ourselves. So what I really had to learn is no one's going to give me something just because they think I deserve it. Yeah. I need to say, these are what my strengths are. And this is what I can do. Let me, let me do this and run with this. Right. And I kept seeing this pattern of me waiting around for things to happen, or for opportunities to be given to me, rather than taking them, or taking it into my own hands. And I think that has a lot to do with just how I was raised. And not like having that confidence to really say, okay, I know what I'm worth. And this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. And also, I want to say that, like, I kind of always had this thing that I wasn't good enough, or I wasn't smart enough (laughs) to do what I was doing. So, and it's kind of like a you don't know what you don't know kind of things. If I didn't have the experience, then I wasn't confident in it. And then I thought, okay, this person knows more than me, I don't deserve this opportunity. Right? Whereas someone else might say, okay, I I have no idea what I'm doing with this, but I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna figure it out. Right? So that's, that's, I try to have that outlook now, where if I don't know how to do something, or if I'm not sure about something, or if I just want to try something new, I will tell rather than ask. Yeah. And I think that's the difference now. So in regards to your question, absolutely. But I had to figure that out for myself. And I had to take ownership of my own faults in it. You know, it's not anybody else's responsibility to give you things on a silver platter you need to advocate for yourself yeah no absolutely I I definitely relate to that South Asian mindset of you know women are supposed to be like quiet and shy and exactly like you said being obedient right rather than Mm -hmm. being bold and going for what you want I think for me personally my parents are really really amazing people in that they've always encouraged myself and my siblings to be super independent but we still were raised in that culture and it does impact you. Right. Absolutely. Yes, of course. And, and you know, it's funny that bit about especially always respecting your elders. I found that I throughout my teenage life and then now into my adult life, I often get people saying like, oh, you speak so politely. And so you speak so nicely to your like superiors yeah. and everyone. That's just 
how I was raised, right? Like you were just always, you know, whatever the elder says goes and that's it. Yeah. And empowering yourself to question. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. If your elder says this is the way it is, you say, okay. (laughs) So I found in my working world, I wouldn't, even though I knew something was incorrect because I had the knowledge, the digital marketing knowledge, sometimes I wouldn't say anything because the the elder had spoken, the person of authority had spoken. So now I really try to, if I have the knowledge and I believe in something, I will speak my mind and say, this is the way it should be done. Yeah. So I think that also kind of plays into what we were talking about with being an introvert in sort of an extrovert's world, right? And especially in fields like communications and marketing, where you often see the people that are speaking up or taking those risks or, you know, stepping out are getting more success and attention. So how do you think someone can succeed if they consider themselves an introvert? So yeah, this one, I'm, I'm still kind of working through this uh, because it is a difficult one, especially if you're an introvert in such an extroverted field like marketing yeah. and communications, right? If you look at the typical marketer, they are type A, they're loud, they say what's on their mind, like, I am none of those things. (laughs) (laughs) I am quiet, I am people pleasing, I am, you know, I will write all my notes down, and then I'll kind of work through it. And then I will present my ideas. But I'm never the first person to just jump in a meeting or anything like that. Even when my boss asks me a question, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to say anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely dealt with that. And it kind of goes back to the whole previous question of the obedience and the, you know, not feeling comfortable to speak your truth. And I think the first step to succeeding as an introvert is to understand yourself and understand how you communicate and what you need from others in their communication, Mm -hmm. right? So whether that's you have a meeting, you might not speak up in that particular meeting, but you might write down all your ideas and then present them to your boss in an email or something like that. Yeah. And if your boss is understanding of that, or if your team is understanding of that, or I'm the type of person I need sometimes to think on things like ideas don't just come to me so Mm -hmm. yeah I just say I'll think about this I'll let you know in a day or two and then I come up with some great ideas another thing is I feel like as an introvert sometimes we get left out because we don't Mm -hmm. we don't insert ourselves into the conversations we don't insert ourselves into these events that because marketing and communications is very event driven, right? They have fancy parties, they have fun stuff Mm -hmm. going on all the time, not now, but previously, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And I would find sometimes that I wouldn't be invited to certain offsite meetings, or I wouldn't be included in certain things. And in my reviews, I would bring them up and my boss would say, this is in a previous job, not the, my current job, but my boss would say, oh, I know you're quiet and you're shy, but I would like to see you put yourself out there more. And in my head, I'm going, yes, I would love that, but you need to give me the opportunity to do that, right? Yeah. How can I put myself out there more if you're not including me in these meetings just because you think I'm uncomfortable? So I think just communicating to your teams or whoever you're working with, like, this is the way I work. 
And if you really want to foster a positive environment, you first need to understand what you need. And then you need to understand how to communicate that to the people around you. Absolutely. In communications, especially, we sometimes need that reminder. As communicators, we need to be reminded to communicate to our colleagues. Yeah, for sure. And so do you feel like you're at a place now where you're more comfortable bringing your whole self to work? I do. And I think it's just because I've done a lot of work on myself in the past couple of years and trying to understand, you know, why am I the way that I am? You know, I ask myself these kind of deep questions every now and then. And the more you understand yourself, the better you can move throughout this world. Like, I think everyone should be in therapy. (laughs) I think everyone should be, you know, doing some sort of self reflection every day, because then it really makes you take ownership of how your life is going versus even blaming other people for how your life is going. Yeah. Another key point is that some environments might just not be for you, right? 100%. Um, And it's important to understand that because if you're in a certain environment and you know, you feel like you're really losing yourself and you're not coming through in that environment, you're not shining in that environment, then maybe it's time to change your environment and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not just you. Maybe you just don't mesh well with that certain team or that certain company, and that's fine. But again, that all comes from understanding yourself and what you need in order to be the best person that you can be. Yeah, I think also, going back to like the whole South Asian woman thing, I think sometimes we're afraid to make mistakes. (laughs) We're afraid to be incorrect in any way, lest it, you know, bring a shame of some kind. I think it's also important to know that it's okay to make mistakes. You're not going to know everything and not everything is going to be perfect. So I really had to learn, like, do the best you can. Take feedback when you need it. And that's how you grow. And that's how you step into that whole self that you're trying to be, right? Yeah. And especially about finding a space where you feel comfortable doing that. I know for me that that's always been a challenge because I'm kind of a chronic optimist where I just I'm always trying to see the best in the situation and I've had experiences where I've been in you know a really toxic work environment and just not known it and just you know been focusing on well here's all the things I'm getting out of it and here's you know why these people are great but not really understanding where that's detrimental for my for myself for my mental wellness yeah and so it's it's hard to do but That's why, like you mentioned, it's important to like constantly reflect on where you are and how you're feeling about where you are, especially when it comes to workplaces and and work environments. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we use work as a distraction. We don't even have time to check in with ourselves (laughs) to see how we're doing. So it's important to check in with yourself so that you can assess, you know, is what I'm doing sparking joy for me or is it time to move on? Yeah. And that actually leads me into a segment of the podcast that I call Boss Moments. Ooh. (laughs) This is really just a chance to highlight something perhaps not so known about my guest that I think deserves special recognition. And so, Angie, for anyone that hasn't checked out your Instagram page yet, at Face Your Journey, they need to. 
this is such an amazing space that I've recently discovered. And just before we had connected, actually, I discovered it. And I remember thinking, wow, like Angie is an amazing person. And I hope I get to talk to her someday. So love that we're here now getting to have this conversation. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And I've seen you share a ton of content on there about body positivity and, you know, addressing things we just talked about, like self-care and mental wellness and so much more. And you also regularly hold IG live sessions with influencers and professionals. You're constantly promoting self-awareness and growth, which I love and need a lot of. So first of all, thank you for sharing so much of yourself for others to explore and relate to. And secondly, how did this kind of come about? Oh, so that's an interesting story. We kind of touched on it at the beginning. So prior to this page that I have now, I had a personal page and then I had my makeup beauty page Mm -hmm. as well. And I got to this place where I wanted to create content, but I was just overthinking every single step and I didn't look like these beautiful beauty influencers that had perfect skin and all this stuff. And I was just so in my head about everything. And I realized, looking back now, that I was using social media for validation from others rather than using it, you know, in a positive way, like I feel like I'm doing now. Um, so I what I did, I wanted those likes, I wanted those comments, I wanted people to tell me that I was beautiful, I, I wanted all of those things. And I was still <laughs> feeling empty inside. So I got to a place where I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna delete Instagram. <laughs> I'm gonna delete all social media, I still had Facebook, because that's how I can con- connect with my family <laughs> overseas. But uh, Instagram was the big one for me. So I completely cut it off, deleted it for like six months. Wow. Yeah. That's a long period. It's not like a one week cleanse. That's half a year. No, no. It was half a year. It was it was needed though, because I just found that and I feel like a lot of people can speak to this too, where I felt like Instagram was influencing my whole life with what I was wearing, uh, what I was buying, the kinds of things that I was mm-hmm gravitating towards yeah was all influenced by Instagram and it was kind of scaring me to be honest so I was in a place mentally where I was like I need I just need a break I need to just be cut off and then being (laughs) a social media marketer and not having Instagram is kind of Mm -hmm. stupid because you're you're not sure of what's going on on Instagram you know So if I wanted to stay in this profession, I needed to get it back at some point. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, the pandemic happened. And I said, Okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just share my truth, and my real struggles and my Mm -hmm. real journeys. And I'm not going to care about how I look or how people think about me. I'm just going to create content that I love. And that makes me happy. So that's what I did. I just started sharing, you know, my struggles with mental health, my health struggles. And I just really wanted people to learn or understand the mistakes I made and how I came back from them. Yeah. Even though it makes me uncomfortable sometimes, you know, showing my face without makeup or no filters. 
just thinking about feeling like that, I thought about all these other women and just people feeling that way. And it made me sad because yeah. Instagram is not reality, right? It is the highlight of everybody's reality. Exactly. It's the best parts that we want to show. So I thought, let me show the ugly, let me show the, you know, the imperfect, and hopefully people will resonate with that. Yeah. And they did. Absolutely. And and what you're doing, it takes a lot of courage. <laughs> and it's very selfless of you. So thank you for doing that. It's more like therapy for me, honestly, because I just, you know, as I'm reflecting and writing and sharing, I'm also healing from, yeah, you know, my own traumas and stuff. So I'm hoping that it helps other people heal as well. And, you know, I know you share a lot of this on your page as well. But do you have any tips for women of color in, you know, media and communications who are still kind of figuring out their personal identities, but are still doing equity and inclusion work? One small thing that doesn't cost much is just journaling every day. And, you know, it doesn't have to be every day if you're not a journal type of person. But I feel like just writing down your thoughts, it's so powerful, like, taking steps towards understanding yourself, and, you know, making yourself whole, because if your cup is empty, there's no way you can help other people, right? You cannot serve anybody if you are running on empty. So things like journaling, or just, you know, before you start work, especially in this pandemic, we need time set aside before work, after work to unwind and decompress, right? And I know it's hard sometimes because we're Mm -hmm. so busy, right? (laughs) And we have all these deadlines, but it's really important to make time for yourself, even if it's just five minutes. Yeah. And even just connecting with someone like connecting with someone that you possibly look up to. I have never met any South Asian woman that's like, no, I don't want to help you. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're all so willing to help each other and support each other. Yeah. And that could be very fruitful for the both of you as well. Because it can create more diversity in the work that you're doing. Yeah. This was a very refreshing conversation. Angie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I'm really inspired by your journey and your courage. And I'm so glad that we've had the opportunity to chat. And, you know, I'll be sure to drop your social media handles in the episode description as well. So listeners, make sure to check out all the amazing work that Angie is doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Color Me PR podcast. I hope this conversation helped enlighten and inspire you about the value of diversity and inclusion in PR. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow at ColorMePR on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn for updates. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to our next conversation.